After a brutal Black Friday for the University of Missouri, it's time for a brutally honest Saturday episode of Locked on Mizzou. What was worse, the quarterback play, Eli's play calling, or frankly, just basketball in general? Well, your mileage might vary, but I'll tell you what I think coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball each and every weekday. But coming to you with a special Saturday edition, of course, because we took Thursday off. And then, frankly, I had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hope. You all did as well. Of course, Black Friday could have been a lot better, and we're going to get to all the Missouri basketball and football talk you could possibly need today. And also, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. <sighs> oh boy, it was tough. It was tough yesterday, wasn't it, folks? Listen, I'm a huge fan. I know you are too if you're listening to this. And that one stung a little bit. And frankly, the quarterback situation now and Eli Drinkwitz play calling also to a large extent, I hate to say it, have now cast a rather large pall over what should have been a good season for the Missouri Tiger football team. Now we're going to a bowl, we're six and six, so it could have been worse, but frankly, it should have been better. Our offense gave up at least, at least a game or two, right? And it really, you take a step back and you have one of the great rushing performances in Missouri history, possibly the best ever, right? By Tyler Beatty, but statistically he broke Devin West's record. So we can objectively say that was as good a rushing season as we've seen in Mizzou history. And you also have a defense that started off horribly, of course, and then improved rather dramatically starting at about midseason to where it's a respectable unit. And your special teams, by the way, very solid, excellent place kicking. Now, granted, Missouri has got to get better in the trenches, as Eli has acknowledged. Frankly, the, the receivers have got to, got to get a little bit better, too. I think Kiki Chisholm was a solid number one this season, but... When, frankly, your next reliable guys are all former walk-ons, that's not a great thing. But just in general, the passing game this season for Missouri has been brutal, and it's totally regressed as the season has gone along, quite the opposite of the defense. Now, how much blame you want to lay at at Drinkwitz or, or Basilak, again, your mileage might vary. But I will tell you this, Drinkwitz keeps telling us that Basilak is the guy with his words and his actions by starting him every single week. But boy, his play calling, especially the last two or three weeks, really tells me otherwise, just in terms of trust. Because while Basilak mostly has avoided throwing interceptions recently, unlike the two bizarre picks he threw against Texas A&M, a lot of that is the result of conservative play calling. Because For instance, how many slant routes did you see Missouri run yesterday? There's almost a refusal 
by Drinkwitz to either call plays where the primary read is over the the intermediate middle part of the field, say five, 10 yards down the middle, or Connor Basilak is being coached to not throw it there because he isn't trusted to throw it there, quite honestly. Then on top of that, just the bevy of screen passes on third down passing situations that everybody in the building can now see coming at this point. You just can't tell me that Eli is that thrilled with Connor Basilak, at least at this moment in the season, right? So it just becomes all the more bizarre to think that he just refuses to make a change at any point, especially during that football game. Because Missouri was not only winning, was not only in the game at, at, at halftime, it should have been winning. I mean, you look at Missouri, it was one thing last week. Okay, let's back up a little bit because I defended Eli and Connor a little bit last week. Didn't think either was great by any stretch of the imagination. And I even agreed with people that said, yeah, if you put in Brady Cook, you at least have the threat of a run. And that probably does make Missouri's offense a little better right now versus a limited Basilac for sure. But you know what? When Tyler Beatty has 19 yards rushing in the first half against Florida, frankly, it's going to be tough sledding for your offense no matter what plays you call. But when Beatty has 117 yards rushing in the first half in Fayetteville, if you can't manufacture easy passing yards off of play action on first and second down occasionally, you are failing spectacularly as a play caller. You just are because that is the cheat code right there. Not only is play action in general is the key is the cheat code on standard downs, safeties and linebackers, they just can't help themselves but take false steps. They can't help themselves but to respect the run. So they get out of position and you get easy passes again over the middle of the field often, over those linebackers' heads. But apparently our coach doesn't trust our quarterback to do that. Well, I hate to say it, if you don't trust him to do that, if he can't if he can't run the Jarrett Goff offense for the Rams back in the day when they had Todd Gurley, you know how terrible Jared Goff looks in Detroit versus Los Angeles? Well, the reason for that is the running game and the play calling, all right? All you St. Louis Rams fans probably stopped following the LA Rams, so just trust me on this one. The reason Jared Goff was good is because you could play action off Todd Gurley on first and second down, and you'd have wide open receivers. Well, Eli, please, please, please put some of that into your playbook for the bowl season. And if if Connor is still at this level of health or confidence, play, whatever it is, by the time the bowl game comes along, well, it's time to go to a different quarterback. Frankly, it's been time to go to a different quarterback for a while now. That's just a brutally honest take. I wish I had better news for you, but it is what it is. Now, as far as good news, well, if you're a Missouri fan, it sounds like we might get one more game out of Tyler Beatty. It sounds like that young man does want to play in the bowl game. So I want to talk more about that coming up. But first, I got to tell you about our title sponsor, and that is NetSuite. And this is it, folks, the putt to win the Masters. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Blind? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? Well, to see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite. 
by Oracle, which is the number one cloud financial system to power your business's growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Well, again, our man Tyler Beatty has set the new single-season rushing record for the Missouri Tigers. Unbelievable, really. I mean, considering he doesn't have the greatest offensive line in the world, if we're being honest, and once again, most importantly, without any passing game to speak of over the last, I don't know, month or so, still able to get the kind of yards that he's getting against real SEC opponents, too. Where do we think Tyler's going to go in the NFL draft, by the way? Is he a top 100 type pick at this point? Is he a second, third rounder maybe? I obviously can't. Hardly anybody goes in the first round of the NFL draft as a running back anymore. But could he be a day two selection perhaps? I don't know. It seems like he's got everything you want as an NFL player. Obviously, he's not you know, Derrick Henry size, but, but who is? The guy's showing this season he can take a heck of a pounding, a heck of a load of carries. Obviously, he's a good pass receiver, too. He's a good guy. What more do you want? Frankly, as a Missouri fan, I'm really happy to hear that Tyler wants to play in the bowl game. It'd be great to see him go out there, give it one more shot with his teammates. As a as a fan of his, hoping he goes to the NFL and has a big career, I'm almost wondering, gosh, should he play in this game? Uh, you know, he doesn't have much else to prove. Let's put it that way. I think Anything you could have wanted to see as an NFL scout, you've seen it so far. I, I, there's nothing else to to see one way or the other to me. So I would think about that if I'm Tyler, but if he loves his teammates that much and wants to play in the bowl game, I certainly wouldn't tell him no if I'm Eli Drinkwitz, obviously. By the way, you know, I was thinking about Blaze Aldridge yesterday in the first half as he was getting into the backfield. Arkansas looked a little asleep in the first half, by the way. I think they were coming off a bit of a, again, a kitchen sink game, a lot of emotion. Tigers should have been winning that football game. They really had every opportunity to do so. And for as much as I have given Eli Drinkwitz some deserved crap about his play calling so far in this episode, well, he did he did scheme Boo Smith wide open there early in the game, and Connor Bazelak just missed him. That's all there is to it. So, You can't blame Drinkwitz for that one. In fact, give him credit for a good play call, play design, and and good timing as well. Obviously, against the right defense was that call. Unfortunately, you just got to hit those plays. But again, back to Blaze Aldridge. Heck of a turnaround for him, right? In fact, so much so that I think Blaze is really the personification of this entire defensive unit's season. Like the defense in general, well, Blaze's play was much maligned for the beginning portion of this season. And seemingly as the defense turned around, well, so did Blaze or vice versa. I don't know. Whatever it was, whether that's a coincidence or maybe more of a correlation there, I don't know. But 
definitely happy for that kid and just the whole unit that they were able to turn things around. At first, it seemed like, well, you know, getting Chad Bailey in Blaze's spot was the was a good move for the defense. But it turns out, actually, those two playing together may have been the formula that really helped turn things around. Because certainly, Chad Bailey was a very productive player. And seemingly, for whatever reason, once Blaze and him were standing next to each other, the Missouri defense got a lot better. I don't have the perfect explanation for any of that, but going forward, if you want to have some reasons for optimism, if you're a Missouri fan, well, that defense got a lot better, and you've got to think that at some point, some way or another, Missouri will figure out the passing game, right? We've got to at least advance beyond three, four yards an attempt like we have been the last few weeks. you got to think it can't get any worse than this, kind of like that defense at the beginning of the season. And sort of like Tyler Beatty, Harrison Mevis has been so excellent and reliable this season. We almost take him for granted. Mevis hit three 40-plus-yard field goals yesterday. First time that's happened for a Missouri player. Actually, first time in two years, but more notably, only the second time ever. Tucker McCann did it against Southeast Missouri State in 2019. Obviously, a lot less... uh, you know, pressure for Tucker, no offense to him, but, you know, money kicks there from Money Mevis, 340-plus yarders, again, only the second time in school history that that's been accomplished, just to to give you a little bit of context there. But obviously, a bit of a, you know, a record you might not want to set, right? We'd rather score touchdowns than kick field goals, but still, that's not Harrison Mevis's fault. And just a little bit more on the bizarre Eli Drinkwitz play calling yesterday. You know, to me, it's a lot of feast or famine with Eli as a play caller. Some games I think, wow, he's one of the great young play callers in the game. And then other games, I'm wondering what in the world his plan is. For instance, yesterday, I think we all thought that the three design runs in the first half for Connor Bazelak, one of which was successful for a first down, I'll give him that. The other two were bizarre, to say the least, especially on a a second and 15 type situation. We ran that. I was going, what's the upside there? Maybe two yards. So that was bizarre. Also, you know, again, just showing you the low percentage nature of our passing game yesterday, I thought on a crucial third down situation, the first read is an inside fade to Dominic Lovett. So basically, you got Lovett in the slot. He's going to run to the outside. Connor needs to throw a good ball, good timing, all that stuff. Here's the thing. Lovett gets tripped. There's no flag, incidental contact, whatever. I don't want to discuss the flag or lack thereof, I should say. My point is that is a low, low percentage play. On third and five, third and 10, whatever it was, that's more of a, hey, let's hit a deep shot down the field kind of play. And no offense to Dominic Lovett, who I still think is going to be a good player at Missouri. He hasn't exactly been a reliable target so far this season. There's a reason that as the as the season has gone along, his reps have gone down while more of the more experienced players have gone up. So why in that situation is that, are you making that Connor's first read? Make it a little bit easier on your quarterback who is clearly struggling right now, number one. Number two, also running empty formations with a quarterback who cannot run whatsoever is also not a great idea. 
And yet Missouri continually ran empty formations with, again, not the greatest offensive line in the world. They're okay in pass protection. But, again, putting a quarterback in that situation, it it just wasn't working. I don't understand why we kept doing that over and over again. So a little bit of nitpicky stuff there, but just there wasn't a lot about Eli Drinkwitz play calling that I liked yesterday other than the deep shot that we should have hit to Boo Smith. By the way, YouTube has been very helpful in terms of growing my audience over here at Locked on Mizzou. So thank you all very much for that. Those of you who've joined via YouTube, but you know what? You do have to put up with the YouTube commentators. There's a bit of a downside, including one person who said on my Missouri Arkansas preview episode, Well, a lot of this aged poorly. Really, pal? It aged poorly, did it? Which part? How about the part where over at betonline.ag, I was telling all of you all week to take the under. Oh, I'm so sorry. Were you upset that that under 62, the entire game, you were you, was that ever in jeopardy in your mind? Is that what you're upset about? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't exactly pick the score right. I said 31 to 20. Oh, I was off by six points. I'm so sorry. It was really 34 to 17. Well, you know what? Go jump in a lake, pal. But when you do, if you, when you go jump in that lake, when you get out and dry off, well, you need to go to betonline.ag and actually prove that you're smarter than me because clearly that's what you're about. But when you do, head to their website. Receive your 50% welcome bonus today with the promo code locked on. Once again, promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online, where the game starts. And by Built Bar, the greatest tasting protein bar of all time. And you know what? It's a wonderful, wonderful time of year for all of us Black Friday and Built Bar fans because Built is going all out to make this Black Friday weekend the most delicious Black Friday that was ever in the history of Black Friday. So new limited time flavors, new types of bars, and a winter wonderland of a deal. You want deliciousness at a discount? Well, all through Black Friday weekend, that's through Sunday. Get at least 20% off everything at Built.com. Enter promo code LOCK20. Once again, at Built.com, at least 20% off everything when you use the promo code LOCKED20. Well, I took in the Missouri-Wichita State basketball game last night with my brother-in-law and several of his friends. A lot of these guys have become my friends over the years well, so I had a good time. And, you know, no matter what your level or passion for basketball knowledge seems to be, if you watch Missouri play this year, you keep – everybody seems to ask me, what exactly are they doing offensively? And I'm like, I have I have no idea. I've watched every second of this season. I still have no idea what we're trying to accomplish offensively. All I know is we can't shoot and we're boring as hell to watch. Anything else you'd like to know? But seriously, the real takeaway, you want to zoom out a little bit. The real takeaway is that Anton Brookshire can't even get on the court yesterday. He's supposed to be the gem of this recruiting class, of this freshman recruiting class. And we can't even get on him on the court? Who boy. This is not going to end well, is it? And by this, I mean the Conzo Martin era of Missouri basketball. 
I mean, if you're one of those big-time boosters right now who loves Missouri basketball, well, you better start socking some money away. I don't know what to tell you. Time to start selling some Tesla stock because we're going to need to buy this guy out. And it's going to cost more than $6 million because of that whole May 1st deadline thing. I'm sorry. We need another reset on this basketball program. God help us all, but it needs to happen. The last thing I want to do is see another reset in this basketball program that's seemingly been on an endless reset for about a decade now. But what's happening right now is not working. That's all I can say. And there's no reason right now to be hopeful for the future. These guys that he's brought in as young players, he clearly doesn't even trust them to be on the floor yet. So I'm sorry, you can say, well, maybe by the time they're sophomores or juniors, Conzo Martin doesn't have that benefit of the doubt anymore. He just doesn't. His recruiting has been that bad during his time at Missouri. And we can complain about his coaching offensively all we want. Really, that's the ticket. He just hasn't brought enough real college basketball players to campus. Forget about elite guys, just guys who can actually be on the floor. So, you know, honestly, if you're if you're Conzo, I still like the Brookshire kid. I think you've got to throw him out there for 10, 15 minutes a night and let him shoot his way out of this thing. He's obviously in a bit of a slump right now. Obviously hasn't found his confidence or his comfort at the NCAA level yet. Give him a chance. You can't just bury the kid on the bench and expect him and expect his confidence to grow. I just don't want to see another promising young shooter get his confidence stolen away, kind of like Torrance Watson did a few years ago. I hate to say it. Now, in terms of actual adjustments that Missouri could possibly make this season, well, number one, I would play Yaya Keita more. I, I just think we're more athletic, more energy when he's in the ball game. And yeah, he's going to struggle at times to finish around the rim. At least he can actually step out and shoot a three, stretch the floor a little bit. That's something offensively. That's a plus. Again, he's a freshman. Let's just live with his mistakes. This season isn't going anywhere anyway, quite obviously at this point. Now, one other thing I might try, though, quite honestly, Amari Davis looked pretty good last night. I think maybe you make him the lead ball handler and see what happens because when it hasn't worked out for Boogie Coleman so far, taking so many possessions, frankly, Kobe Brown, you know, it's a good gimmick now and then for him to be the lead ball handler. I just don't think that's something that's going to that's going to work all season. It puts too much pressure on him, honestly. So, to me, try Amari Davis. He's probably your best pure scorer off the dribble. He likes having the ball in his hand, so put it there. Let him have it. He's not a catch-and-shoot type player from the wing, so let him have the ball in his hands, see if he can make some stuff happen. You know, we don't really have a true point guard on this roster, so why not give it to Amari Davis for a while and at least see what happens? That's my only suggestion. Other than, again, rich boosters, start getting some cash on hand. All right. Well, that was a cheery episode of Locked on Mizzou, wasn't it? But, hey, it had to be said, and I thank you for joining me and hopefully you enjoyed it anyway and you know what thanks for making the show your first listen make your second listen locked on bets with my friends your boy q and handicapping expert lee sterling that's locked on bets available for free on all platforms so 
Until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on the Zoo.